You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday as we look forward to Wildcard Weekend in the NFL. We're going to dive into a couple of the NFC games here, but first, we, um, we started a discussion last hour about the Patriots and the Bills, and really we're, we're talking about the weather and the cold in that game. Let's talk about the game itself here and how it can express itself. Lowest total of the weekend, at least as of now, that Eagles total is dropping. Uh, I looked at the, uh, the forecast again today, and it's a 20 to 30 mile an hour win. So maybe those two totals Ooh. get close to each other by the time we get to kickoff. But right now, the lowest total on the board is the Patriots, Bills, 44. Uh, Patriots are a four point dog. Uh, Bills, obviously, the, the favorite here. We saw this matchup twice, it's gone both ways. We had a weather game on Monday Night Football. Then we had Josh Allen just putting on a Superman cape in Foxborough and beating the Patriots. He was he was the difference in that game, and now we're we're back to square one again with Allen against Belichick, and it's an interesting matchup because we've seen it twice and they've been wildly different games, Joe. So with this being the lowest total of the week, everybody's going to tease Tampa when they're struggling to look for a pair, a pairing. Are they just going to say, oh, wait, I can get Belichick in 10 points. What am I doing? Just do that. Yeah. That's that's the easy way to go. Yeah, I think, I think so, right. too. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's, uh, it's a different role here for uh, Belichick, isn't it? He's not used to participating in this round. Usually uh, they, they have some sort of a bye, and he's an underdog in the first round of the playoffs. So it's uh, pretty interesting, and it's larger than a field goal. These two, two teams know each other so well. I mean, the, the Bills... They just couldn't win close games this year. They were 0-5 in these one-score games, and then all of their victories, they would just smash teams. But again, the conversation keeps going back to Josh Allen, and it should, and it should, because when he's on his game, they can win the Super Bowl. When he's not, they might be one and done in the playoffs. And then the, the Buffalo area, oh boy, that, that will not be pretty. When I, I do my visits in Buffalo on Thursday, so I'll talk to them later on this afternoon. They're on edge. And you could hear it when we spoke with Mike Schoep earlier this week. Like They are very concerned already. Um, something that stuck in my head with uh, what Schoep had to say was the conservative nature of McDermott and laying more than a field goal against Belichick. How conservative is McDermott going to be in this playoff spot? And, th- and that's one of the reasons I, I do lean heavily to the New England side, even though... I- I, it just could be one of those situations where the favorite marches on to next weekend, but the dog covers the number outside of a field goal. Yeah, and I think a lot of people think that could happen. Um, 
And the one question we don't know about yet is Mac Jones and how Belichick's uses to play the game. We had Simon Hunter on a, a, a little while ago, Aaron, and he mentioned mm-hmm. he thinks unders on Mac Jones props, attempts, completions. He thinks the Patriots are going to hand the ball off and Belichick is not going to ask too much out of a rookie quarterback in his first playoff game. Yeah, because um, we saw he only passed the ball three times the last time um, they played. And it was super windy in those cold conditions. I don't think it, wind is supposed to be as much of a factor this time around. Now, it is going to be single digits. It's going to be extremely cold. But um, I don't think the wind will be as crazy. So um, maybe it won't be as low scoring. Um, but when it comes to this matchup, it's just so hard to bet bet against Bill Belichick. He's going to make the right adjustments. The defensive guru, he's going to come up with something to slow down Josh Allen and company. So I I like the Patriots um, plus the points. What do you guys think the offensive approach from New England is going to be? Over the last month, we saw the struggles with Mac Jones, a number of interceptions, something that wasn't happening the majority of the season when he was a prohibitive favorite for the offensive rookie of the year. Had five interceptions, last four games, completion percentage was way down. And in, in these regular season matchups, they went run heavy and they were able to run on the pills. Um, do they do that for a third straight game? Yes. Yeah, I think you would think do. so. Yeah. I think if they feel like they have the advantage there and they can keep Josh Allen off the field. Now, the one thing to watch for with Josh Allen is I wonder if they if they run the football more with Josh Allen. If the, the Bills try to limit how much Josh is throwing the football, less mistakes. I mean, he's the, the, the wild card in this game. He's the wild card in this playoffs. I, I said when I was on with our Odyssey guys in Rochester, Josh mm-hmm. Allen is the wild card of the playoffs. If he puts together four great weeks, they go in the Super Bowl. He also could throw two picks in the first half on Saturday night, and everyone betting on the Bills is like, what did I just do? It's, it's, a, it's an erratic quarterback against Bill Belichick. Guys, by the way, I just went back and looked very quickly, and I, I could have missed one. But I think in the Bill Belichick Patriots era, they've only been an underdog in the playoffs three times. This doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, and they, Tom you know, Brady. They, right. They, <laughs> yeah. and they usually have home field or usually at home. So, of course, they're not going to be dogs. But I think the last time was 2014, the AFC title game against the, um, against the Broncos. It's been a while. Yeah. It, it, you know, we always bring up Tomlin as an underdog. And we're not used to saying it a lot, but it does happen. Belichick is an underdog, too. Like, if you buy into those coaching trends at all with certain coaches, um, we'll probably get into it a little bit with Shanahan, too. There are certain coaches as underdogs that have been very good over a large sample size. I mean, but a lot of that points to the quality of the team. So I misspoke. The last time they were underdogs in the postseason was the title game they won in Kansas City three years ago. They won outright. You also have the motivation with Bill Belichick, you know, wanting to prove that, you know, he can win without Tom Brady. He's an underdog. He's going to be motivated and fired up and show that his little Patriots can actually make some noise in the postseason. Yeah, everyone, everyone's going to be motivated this weekend. Like season, this is it. Seasons on the line. Careers on the line for some people like this. This might be your one, your one opportunity. Where you know, not everything falls your way. Um, I do think the values you getting it back on the Patriots. They got overvalued four weeks ago, right before the Colts loss. It was like everyone was on the Patriots. Hundred percent. People have fallen off the Patriots now. They they've come back to earth. Mac Jones has come back to earth. I think you're getting a fair number. It's not like everyone thinks they're going to win this game. They're they're four point underdogs here. So if you I'm, like them, you're getting some points. 
Yeah, these are two of the best point differentials in the NFL. Bills plus 194, uh, Patriots plus 159. New England's been awesome on the road. We always think about them in Foxborough, how tough they are. Well, this season they've been terrific on the road. Uh, ATS, they've been an under team on the road. I, I've talked myself into New England over the course of the week. At, at first, I wasn't quite sure, really kind of split on this game. But uh, I, as long as I'm, I'm still at four, I don't think we're going to get back to four and a half, which is what it opened at in some spots. But I think we're going to hold steady at four, and and I like I like the New England side there. Hey, uh, an off the wall prop for you: if there mm. is a game this weekend with a defensive score, I predict it's this game. Both these defenses are playmaking defenses, aggressive. Well, young quarterback on one side, a quarterback that I mean, Josh Allen could fumble, Josh Allen could throw a pick. I, I could see a defensive score happening in this game. Now, I don't know what side. I'm not you know, saying go bet this side or that side. But this yeah. just feels like the game that could have wackiness to it in terms of mm-hmm. a defensive or a special team score. That that's I, I could see that with these two teams playmaking defense. All right, let's jump to the NFC here. 49ers, Cowboys. Uh, we've talked about how it is really the game of the week in terms of matchup. Uh, I, the Trent Williams thing I brought up earlier, we'll see if he practices today. Parsons back for the Niners. Now, this is the biggest number in terms of total for the weekend. It's 51. And we've had a lot of unders on Wild Card Weekend hit in recent years. Is this number too high? What kind of game do we think this is? Interesting. So it's a it's a fast track, right? The weather won't be a, an issue here. I could see explosive plays on both sides. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, Um, I think you brought this up earlier, and I was kind of wondering the same thing. Trust at the quarterback position and Jimmy G has clearly had a better season. And if you're into the metrics, if you look at the second half, he's been borderline spectacular, <laughs> honestly. And I know, I know that's weird to say, and, and they took the quarterback very high in the draft, but those are the facts. And Dak had an awesome start, and they've had their issues. And then, yeah, we've seen some 50-point uh, games recently, but how much do you put into that when – um, you're talking about facing these NFC East defenses, some of them not even trying in those games. So I Dallas, I'm a little confounded by. I don't know I don't quite know where they are offensively, and that's where the trust is. Now I know it's been a great bounce back season defensively and all the takeaways they, they create. Parsons has been all world, but it really goes back to the offense. And I'm still confused about where they are. And uh, we're gonna find out uh, finally coming up this Sunday. But I Okay, they they've had some explosions recently, and then they would regress, and then they would explode against second and third teamers against Philadelphia. So what are they going to do in this matchup? I, I like San Francisco in this spot. Shanahan as an underdog, 
um, Shanahan against Dan Quinn, Shanahan against McCarthy with the with the game decisions. A lot of advantages there, but um, as we mentioned earlier, we'd like to see Trent Williams out there healthy. He's going to be out there. We're just not sure how healthy he's going to be. Going to be. It's going to be about that Dallas passing offense and that San Francisco rushing offense. Yeah, this is a tough one because, you know, a lot of people, just like Ed was saying, you think about it, you think the Cowboys offense is really good. But then he's got me thinking, you know, the 49ers got some weapons, Debo Samuel, Kittle, <laughs> Elijah Mitchell. Um, the thing is, I just don't really trust Jimmy G a whole lot. I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe they do shoot up his hand like Simon Hunter was saying, and he's throwing dimes, but I just... I don't have a ton of confidence in him. Um, I prefer Dak over Jimmy G in that matchup. So this is a tough one for me. So let me throw this at you. Because, Joe, you mentioned the second half of the season, Jimmy G. It's amazing how good he's been except for one area that could kill them. So look at his numbers across the board since. Remember they lost the um, they lost a Sunday night game in the rain to the Colts about mid-October. It was kind of the down point of their season. And they went to Chicago the next week. And that's when Jimmy started really playing well. So yep. since then, Jimmy Garoppolo, some of these numbers are remarkable, like Joe Burrow kind of numbers, like MVP kind of numbers, 60, almost 70% completion, 9.1 yards per attempt since then. 14 <laughs> touchdowns, but here is his pass rating is only 102 in that time. You know why? Eight interceptions in 10 games. Even when he's playing well, he throws interceptions. It's it's the wildest thing. Like he's done, he's been so good, except once a game, basically, he throws the ball to the other team. And I can't get past that with him. As much as I think, and who I, and who's who's back there waiting for another Diggs, interception? Diggs. Yeah. yeah, I I lean Dallas in this game because I just see Garoppolo making a mistake, and and you know mm-hmm. everyone's gonna have their columns written. See, this is why they drafted Trey Lance. You can't win a title with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he's a good quarterback, but he just has that weird tendency to make that mistake. The San Francisco secondary is a big concern too. With this high-powered Cowboys offense, at yep. least they always have the potential for that. That's probably the biggest weakness in the game, in the entire game, of uh, both units, both teams. That's secondary for San Francisco, and we do always underrate um, the offensive weapons that the Niners have for some reason. Maybe it's because Shanahan mm-hmm. ends up getting all the credit for everything they do offensively. Yes, but uh, you know we've been uh, harping on this throughout the week. We we don't talk enough about Debo, Debo, and uh, we need Kittle to, you know, the, there were some games where he sure. was regressing a little bit. He's got a ball out in this matchup if uh, if they're going to keep up with the Cowboys. All right, let's jump to the Rams and the Cardinals. Monday night football, the number's out of three and a half. It is three and a half now. The Rams are favored by. So I have a number here I've been, I've been sitting on, and I wanted to throw it into today's show, and this feels like the right spot because we're going this game. So we haven't talked much about DeAndre Hopkins since he went out, you know, and he's mm-hmm. not coming back for this game, obviously. And I agree that this either these teams are hard to trust. Anyone can win this game. But it's really been stark how much they've missed them in the passing game. So with DeAndre Hopkins on the field, Arizona, first in the NFL this year in yards per attempt, third best EPA per play. Since he went out, they're 16th in yards per attempt, 24th in EPA per play. I mean, their offense is cratered without him. And I wonder if it's just, is he that security blanket for Kyra? Like, I don't know what to do. Jump ball, I, I trust him. He's going to get it, and he doesn't. But his have numbers that. weren't even that good. His numbers, but it made the right. their offense has been worse. I, I I wonder if he doesn't know where to go with the ball in those tough spots, and he doesn't have that guy. That's a well, big, that's a big drastic difference. All right, where where is he going? Because where are the other options? Christian Kirk. You're right. 
because after him, boy, I, at the time, I didn't think it was going to be as impactful as it has been. Because mm -hmm. I, I would look at him like, okay, his numbers compared to when he was elsewhere. Like, he's not the same guy. But just his presence on the field has, has meant a world of difference. And they don't have a run game. So, so much of that is is on Kyler Murray. And, and we're seeing it. That's why they have struggled so much to end the season. One in four to finish off the regular season with losses to the Lions and the Seahawks. I mean, it, it was not a pretty finish. But like I've said all week, I want to go against both these teams. I can only go against one of them. So it's going to be right. tough. It's going to be tough sledding. But, yeah. but I will be able to go against one of them next week in the divisional round. Plus, Matthew Stafford's just been turning the ball over. I don't know how much we trust with him. You look at his playoff numbers, yeah, he was with the Lions, but I think this game could be closer, and that's why I like the Cardinals. Might as well just take the dogs here. It, it could be one of those games where, when in doubt, just take the points. This might end up a three-point game. That's you know, and then, Yeah. I I don't see Arizona winning. Like I, can't, I It's hard for me to picture that, but I also – I don't think the Rams are in a spot right now where they're going to run away with this game and it's going to be mm -mm. just, you know, it in the second quarter, it's over. I, I think we're looking at a closer game on Monday night. I'm with you guys on that. We come back. Let's look at the bigger totals, eight and a half in Tampa, 12 and a half in Kansas city. We'll dive into the bigger numbers next. Speculal daily presented as always by fan dual Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.